Good morning, everybody. Then I met you. Summon to Manamin. Stretch a little bit. Yes, I have an announcement as we start today. Today we live different from the way that we came in in Jesus' name. Uh, today, um, I want to just continue some thoughts and then uh, maybe have a time of prayer. Uh, I, I did a message a few weeks ago called the, 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 the Blessing and the Reward. Uh, and just to make a dis- differentiation uh, between the two because um, it's important that we get that that right. So I'm just going to start with that and then go into some things and uh, we'll let the Lord lead. If uh, we finish Pagize, I want to have a prayer time today. Um, but um, yeah, when, when uh, the Lord gives us the air, it's very easy because uh, he's the one ministering, not us. Yeah. Uh, so just be prepared to receive from the Lord. Amen. And uh, he will surprise us. Genesis chapter 15. Verse 1, after this the Lord said, uh, the, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your very great reward. We built on that idea that says, I am your shield. I am your very great reward. Uh, and it's important to know that he is our reward. And the blessing is not the reward. God is is a blesser and he blesses and he blesses his children that's what he does but the blessing is not the reward he is the reward if we don't know him as reward we will look for reward in the blessing and they are not the same thing right the blessing is good i'll take the blessing if anybody feels led i will receive the blessing in jesus name but that's not our reward It's a very different thing. He is our reward. And uh, that means that if he is our reward and we understand that to be true, that will give us a proper perspective on how to interpret the blessing. Because although the blessing is a blessing, eh, we put the right value on it. It is not our reward, so we treat it as a blessing. Right? Uh, This explains why Daniel, when he heard the report... Uh, of the the declaration of the the king that whoever does not uh, uh, whoever worships any other gods will be thrown into the den of lions he did not miss a beat he continued his program of daily prayer as he had done before and he actually ended up thrown into the into the den of lions but it's all good for him because the blessing is not being protected from the lions or the reward is not being protected from the lions the reward is being with him He is my reward, not my safety. Mm. This is why Paul and Silas, when they were thrown in prison, they could still find a way to praise the Lord because being blessed is not my reward. It's good. I prefer not to be thrown in prison, but my deliverance from prison is not my reward. He is my reward. So I have more than enough reason to start praising God from that place. Hallelujah. The three Hebrew boys in Babylon, when they were instructed to bow down and worship the the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had made. They said, oh king, live forever. Respect for the king. He said, they they said, uh, uh, we don't have to be tested in this matter. Our God is more than able to deliver us from the fire. But even if he does not know this, 
that we will not bow down and serve your God. Now, the, the powerful thing here is that for all of us, uh, being thrown into the fire is, is something that we feel we even have a scripture to stand on. Doesn't it say something like, when you walk through the fire? Yeah. But even if he does not, he is able. But even if he does not, eh, we will not bow. Because being preserved from the fire is not our reward. He is our reward. Therefore, if I have my reward, whether I go through the fire or not, I'm, I'm, I'm just fine. It's all good because I have been rewarded. Amen. Amen. That's why it makes it possible for us to rejoice in the Lord at all times. Yeah. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall occasionally be on my mouth. No, the praise shall continually be on my mouth because he is continually my reward. Life will have ups and downs. Life will have curves. Life will have issues where maybe you feel more of a deficit than a blessing. But regardless of what God has thrown, what life has thrown your way, if you know your reward, and if you know that He is truly your reward, the fluctuation and the vicissitudes of life will have no bearing on you, because He is your reward. Amen. So. Uh, I think it's important, therefore, to remove every impediment to, to, our, to understanding God as reward. There's things that will keep us distant and keep us separated from our, our, our reward. God is our reward, but we can miss him. And I wanted to just kind of, this is, there's probably many, many reasons or many things that would keep us from understanding God as reward. But I wanted us to delve into this idea because I think this is the grandfather, grandmother, great auntie, and Rukazamed as well. Of all the, the other issues that, are, that prevent us from enjoying God as reward. Genesis chapter 3 and uh, verse number 8. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called to the man, where are you? And he answered, I heard you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. I think this statement right here, it is the, the one thing of all the things that we have inherited, the one thing that has infected every single one of us. It is our greatest enemy, and it is the root cause probably for most every other function, uh, dysfunction in our lives. Adam said, I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. This is the, the, one of the first side benefits of sin byproducts of sin. They sinned and immediately their eyes were opened to their nakedness. They became aware and conscious of something that they were not aware of before. Pre before sin, the Bible very clearly says that the man and the woman were both naked, but they were not ashamed. After they sinned, they, their eyes were opened. Their condition didn't change, but how they saw themselves changed. This is the weight. This is the burden. This is the curse of sin. 
And this is what has been infected through the Adamic bloodline, which is the biggest problem behind every other argument, every other issue, every other shortcoming that we have in life. It's tied to this self-perception. I am naked, therefore I must hide. I'm afraid because I was naked, so I hid. So this, this, this idea, it has to be addressed properly foundationally. It's not just another subject. It's not something that we can move on. Because if we have perceived ourselves, if you remember, I, I think it was Africa Rise, I shared this idea of, of how we will only behave according to how we have seemed ourse perceived ourselves to be, no more, no less. So if I perceive that I am naked, I will act as someone who is perceiving themselves as naked. I will go hiding. I will develop uh, different strategies. I will develop coping mechanisms. I will develop narratives. Yeah. And so God is after that today. That's the assignment for today. May the Lord take us back to the pre-sin existence. Not just to be free from sin, but to be free from fear of being naked. Amen. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 18, verse 3. He said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Okay? Unless you change and become like little children, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Everybody say little children. There's a difference between children and little children. Okay? Do you know what the main difference is? I mean, there's a lot of teaching. I myself have taught about the difference between children and little children. Uh, and I've heard teachings about being like a child, childlike faith. We even have a song in Amharic um, that talks about in the Lijinete. You know that song? You know? Come on, somebody help me. It's like, like I was with when I was a child. And it's, it's talking about the freedom and the, the, the laissez-faire, the, the, just the joy of the innocence of childhood. And praise God for that, and I believe that's all true. But one thing I, I was a, a, a awakened to is this idea that one of the greatest attributes of little children, not children, but little children, is that they are naked and they're not afraid. The parents are the ones that's worried. <laughs> But the children, they're not, they're, they're not afraid to be. I mean, clothes, no clothes is no difference. Hmm? Amen. That's one thing that they got down. As they grow, they become more self-aware, self-conscious, and then they be, become to understand, come to understand the importance of clothes. But little children, this is all good. But uh, when we were growing up, Manabba used to have a dinner party at home, and then they would invite all kinds of big people because he, you know, Abba rubbed shoulders with people and invite them. And we have a big dinner party, and then, you know, in the middle of that, he would always stop and he would share his testimony. Abba has, you know, amazing testimony of how God raised him, you know, uh, from the deathbed, and then he preached the gospel, and you know, that's that was one of his ministries, you know, and. Uh, I remember one time all the, the big people were there, you know, Dr. So-and-so from such-and-such and, such, and Mr. Excellency, Manam, and they were all, we were all having dinner. And then my brother, not me, <laughs> my brother just ran out of the bath straight into the living room as naked as his father, Adam. And, you know, it's, it's kind of disarming, you know, when you see, it's kind of, what do you do? And, uh, and it's all good for him. Everyone is worried about this but him. 
he could care less. What's your name? Hi. I'm, I'm not gonna say his name. It could be any one of my two brothers. <laughs> They're not here now, so we can. Uh, and then everyone is concerned and Imma comes, oh, sorry, you know children. Yes, you know children. That's the characteristic of little children. They are free in this department. And it's one of the greatest blessings in the world to be naked and not afraid. And that's one thing that we have to recapture as the children of God. But I think, I think more than the, the, the clothing, it's, it's, it's that psychological disposition that tells me that I'm inadequate, that tells me that I'm missing something. You know, in some areas, that there's something missing. And because something is missing and I don't want that to be exposed, I replace that with a covering or I hide. It's a false narrative. And, it, and, it, and it's, it's, it's something that is so closely ingrained to our human experience that in most cases, the people that we have a relationship with, we don't really have relationship with them. We have a relationship with the leaf that they're hiding behind. We have a relationship with the, the, the little uh, uh, identity, pseudo-identity that uh, they have created. And some of those identities are so sharp and so good, so professional. You know, business card. Dr. Gashemanaman, so-and-so. Do you know who I am? Oh, Lord help us. We even bring that mess into the church. Pastor Z. Senior pastor is an international church. Take a number. Get in line. Yes. You know, there's these little things that you play with yourself. And, and without even knowing it, because it's so much second nature. It's some, something we, we learn right from grade one at school. To do something to prove who you are, and then there's a school rank at the end of the, the, the school year, which tells you not what you did, but who you are. That's why I qualified to teach this message, because I was always somewhere around there in the, in the, in the school rank. Me and my, my friend Kip and my other friend Tim Karinda, the three of us, we were battling for that bottom position. Mm. They, they should have told us that the goal is to be, you know, we thought the more numbers, <laughs> the high, no, no, like the, the less the numbers, the better score you are. But it creates this little, little thing and, and we're, we're in constant self-therapy, trying to outdo ourselves, trying to ensure that this nakedness will not be revealed so that I will not be exposed. It could be any number of things. Life is harsh, but nakedness is real. And one thing that we have to be very good at, even in the house of God, is to make sure that we look professional, professional Christian, eh? and that, that my nakedness is covered. There's some people who would never come to church until they get their life right, because they know that this is the place of the perfect people. And the devil is a liar. This is not a perfect people. This is not a perfect church. This is a hospital. Hospital does not take perfect people. In fact, sometimes even the doctor needs to go to the hospital himself. This is a hospital. Eh? We're all broken people finding our way, navigating our way, eh? trying to be delivered from this mentality of our own consciousness. And this is the thing. As long as we are carrying that mentality, that, 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 that feeling that needs to be so heavily medicated, it will distance us from our reward. God came to Adam and said, where are you? And he said, I was afraid. 
because I was naked. When he heard the sound of the Lord in the garden, instead of running to him, he runs away from him. Why are you running away from him? Because I am naked and I am afraid. May the Lord do a surgery in here today. And may the Lord deliver us from no one else but ourselves. Because we are an enemy to ourselves more than we realize. May the Lord come and do a special number on each and every one of us today in Jesus' name. You're not helping yourself. Praise the Lord. One of my favorite stories, and if you're familiar with, I, I, there, rarely I do a series that I don't visit this woman. Uh, it's because it, it, it has a lot of personal uh, I think it speaks to me, of course, but I think it speaks to everybody in one way or another. Uh, you can't miss. It's the story of the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4. Well, I think we know this story, but she came to the well and Jesus asked her for a drink. Um, uh, now, this story, I thought, I thought it, it, it's so... I believe this particular story of the woman at the well... It is the antidote for the condition of Adam that was, that was described in Genesis chapter 3. All right? It's, it's God's remedy. Jesus starts talking with her and engaging with her, talking to her about water, living water. The thing about living water is that just like natural water satisfies, Jesus also satisfies. Once we have been satisfied by the Master, we don't need anything else. That's the, that's the job of the reward in our lives. He is our reward. Amen. And he is more than enough. But she could not embrace Jesus who was sitting before, before her because she had all of these issues in her life. And, and I thought it was interesting. If you remember the story, uh, she asked Jesus, where can I go to get this living water so I won't have to come to this well again and again to get a drink? And Jesus said, go call your husband. And she said, I don't have a husband. And Jesus told her, you are right when you say that you don't have a husband. You have had five husbands. And the man you are with now is not your husband. Let's pay attention to that right there. The woman had developed this narrative for herself. Hmm? That says, I don't have a husband. Now, technically and mathematically speaking, she's correct. Because really she does not have a husband. But that's kind of a half lie, you know? I mean, a half truth is also a half lie, right? She doctored up this response so that my new identity is I have no husband. And freeing herself from all of the drama and the pain of all that her nakedness has left her with. And we cover that nakedness with this, with this narrative and counter-narrative and pseudo-narrative. I have no husband. But Jesus knows that that's just the lie, the leaf, the trees that she's hiding behind. And she says, you're right when you said you've, you've, you, you don't have a husband. The truth is, you've had five and the man you are now with is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. So he kind of exposes the lie. So this is the thing about the Samaritan woman, and this is where we're going to find each and every one of us eh, this morning. The woman knew who Jesus was, but she also eh, had this agenda, this counter-narrative. She knew her nakedness, but she also knew Jesus. She knew her story that she was going to spin for people, but she also knew Jesus. She knew all the stuff that she was missing in her life, but she's 
countering that with a, a, a half-truth, half-lie, but she also knew Jesus. And as long as she's carrying both, she cannot really know Jesus. She cannot really experience her reward. So what Jesus did, hallelujah, and what Jesus does, and what Jesus is doing this morning, is he separate the two. Yeah? He, he leaves the lie behind so that we can reveal the truth to her, reveal himself to her. After he exposed her, uh, the lie for what it was, uh, Jesus said to her these words, I who speak to you am he. And that was all she needed to hear. Now it's interesting because this is something I, 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 I think what the surgery the Lord is going to do for us today. Hallelujah. No, he's sneaky today. I heard someone say, they say, Jehovah Nisi is really Jehovah Sneaky. May the Lord our God, Jehovah Sneaky, sneak into you today. This is the thing about the woman. Hmm? Jesus did not add any further explanation. All he said is, I who speak to you am he. How could such a simple statement free the woman from so much baggage and so she put her jar down and ran into the town to tell everybody? That introduction was enough. And this is what I believe God wants to do tonight. It's, it's the understanding about Him, about our reward, understanding about God. It's not about taking a class. It's not about going to a theological cemetery and learning all the finer points of, 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 of the ancient traditions of the faith. We don't understand him by studying about him. We understand him by being freed from ourselves. Once the leaves and the shame and the, and the, uh, and the lies have been revealed, you get the, the pure, pure view, the clear view of who he is. So knowing him is not about... Digging into him is actually about digging into us and, and being freed from our shame of nakedness. Jehovah Sneaky. Hmm? So, so today, see, we can no longer be comfortable uh, with knowing Jesus and knowing our hypocrisy. We cannot be comfortable with knowing Jesus and knowing the, the, the story that we have concocted that even though it's true, Eh? It's only half truth. If you really understand who God is in your life, you're no longer the evidence is you're no longer afraid or ashamed of your shame. Oh, oh. That's why. That's why. Uh, you know, Apostle Paul. He said, "I was the chief of all sinners. I wasn't Apostle Paul. I was the chief of all sinners. That's why David, with the crown on his head, had to stop a minute and say, "Wait a minute." Eh? So who, who am I? And what is my house that we have come this far? I'm actually nothing. All this is his doing. Uh, I'm actually a zero. And when you add one to zero, it becomes an automatic ten. It's, it's all him and it's none of us. So, so today is the day to separate us from our Christian performance. Today is the day to separate ourselves from the, the, the narratives that we've been spinning. This is a city of diplomacy, the diplomatic capital. Uh, names and letters are spun around uh, in the blender all across from one side of the town to the other. Today, uh, we are all naked before him. 
Today, uh, we have nothing but our mess and our trash and our hypocrisy, our double standards, our, our, uh, our um, half-truths, which is also half a lie. May the Lord separate the two from us today in Jesus' name. May one find deliverance from the other. Because when we can separate the two, then we can see our reward. And seeing our reward is not about him revealing himself to us, but us being free from the veil. He is more than enough. He is more than enough. So, so today, uh, uh, we're not going to bind the, de the demon today. Today, we're going to bind the lie that the demon has planted and left. Notice that Satan was no longer messing with Adam and Eve. He never even talked to Adam. Jesus. He talked to Eve. That mess got passed on to Adam. Without ever encountering the, the serpent, that Adam was discipled by, by, the, by the serpent's message. And some of us, maybe we've never had a demon come and visit us, but we've been entertaining his, his, his lies. Amen? Uh, we had a retreat with Amharic Choir last time, last week, and we was inner healing retreat. And what was amazing, what we all discovered, uh, and I, I think that's one reason why I feel this is so important, is that um, we realized that all of us, uh, without even knowing it, um, have not just heard lies, but have been discipled by lies. In the house of God, ministers of the gospel, who, who when they sing, the glory of God comes down. Yeah, but there's a little lie uh, that, that had come and was just guiding things, driving things, and influencing every decision we make, every interpretation of when so-and-so comes, look out for so-and-so, watch out for so-and-so. I mean, the message, it was, quite, it was quite alarming, actually. And the Lord set us free. And the way He set us free is by becoming just, just letting it all hang out so to speak, <laughs> letting the, the clothes fall off, letting the drama fall off, let the, the, the narrative fall off. And the Lord really moved in a very unusual way. And I feel that that spirit needs to be hit even for the church because if we are the church, then it's all about Him. We are nothing. And this leaf needs to find its... Uh, we, we can no longer have ministry uh, with a half narrative. Let God be true and every man a liar. May we be naked and not ashamed. May we be make naked and, and free to be everything God wants us to be. And may we see our reward as our reward. And not a story about our reward. No one can see him and be the same. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we can be very successful in ministry. Eh? Uh, while hiding. Success can be such a driver, but the success, the driver being forced for the success is, is, is being driven by a need to cover our, our nakedness. So today we are no longer, hallelujah, we are no longer afraid. Today we are no longer afraid. So may the Holy Spirit himself come today. May the Holy Spirit come and minister to his people today. Uh, I think for every face here, there's a different narrative, probably. Mm. It, it doesn't show up now, but it shows up when the pressure is on, when you need to get the job, when you need the promotion, when you need the favor. Yeah. And now, I'm not saying that we all uh, don't use wisdom. I'm saying that when we deal with people, we have to deal with people out of a pure motive 
and on the basis of love, not on the basis of impressing. Uh, speaking the truth in love, so that we will in all things grow. Amen. Amen. Well, you're very welcome, church. Today we're going to be free from this lie. It's been a horrible master. It's caused so much damage in your own life. It's caused so much damage in the house of God. It's called damage. Today we expose the lie for what it is. Hmm? Today we are no longer hiding behind uh, the voice of God. Hiding, hiding behind the trees from the voice of God. Today we see him for who he is. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hmm. Uh, it's an international congregation, so our dynamics are different. In Amarinya service, everyone was quick to pick up on this because we have this spirit called, you know, so many lenya. You know, it's it's the it's the it's the greatest. Uh, so many lenya means, and we have it in various degrees in different cultures. What will people think? What will people say? Adalem yulingta. There's even a special word for it. And the, the, the beauty of the word and its interpretation doesn't go together. Yulingta yeah? sounds like flowers. That stuff is not flowers. That, that stuff is rooted in the pit of hell. It came from the enemy himself. So that we can't be true to people, we have to make sure that we give them what, they, what we want them to perceive of us. The devil is a liar. He's been playing this game too much. So when I said this in Amaringa, everybody was quick to say, yes, amen, get me get delivered. But everyone has their own form of yulingta. Every culture, every culture itself can be such a bondage, such a place where we never met the devil, but we are being discipled by his message. May the Lord break that spirit in every single culture in Jesus' name. Even church culture. Woo, Jesus. Because Jesus, the, the church culture, I think, is the, the Bible says, if the darkness in you, you have called light, how great is that darkness? There is Christianese. Hmm? There is uh, uh, anything but letting, you know, then in fact, standards are higher in the church, so we make sure we put on our game face. Today, that spirit is exposed. Today, we come naked to church and naked and not ashamed. I have mess, it's mess, let's deal with it in Jesus' name. I've been playing a double standard, let it die in Jesus' name. I have not been true to myself, but I have been true to my Christian performance. Let's die to self today, hallelujah. Today we pronounce, and I cancel that contract. It's not even the devil, it's your own mind playing with you. What will they say? What will they think? What will happen if so-and-so knows and so-and-so hears? No, no, no. Today, it's all, it's all exposed in Jesus' name. And without getting into further definition of Jesus, just being free from that will cause him to become visible to us. Amen? <clears throat> the thing is that whether it, whatever, however it looks, we all need to be free from this. I think this has been the greatest contributor to our Christian malfunction. All right? It's been the mystery behind every fight that we have with our neighbor, every disagreement with our spouse, uh, losing our temper with our children. It's, a, it's not them. James tells us very clearly, they're not the problem. You're the problem. You have desires that's not met, that your master wanted to meet for you. You have ambitions. You have mo motives that are drawn from, from the root of what Adam passed on to us. May the Lord help us today. May it be exposed today. Let's be real people.
Yeah. Hallelujah. So I want to pray for you all today because uh, I believe the Lord is on assignment for somebody. Um, the message is for somebody. I'm not saying that you're not saved. I'm not saying that you're not a child of God. But I am saying you've been entertaining a lie. Uh, you've been a, a, a little bit of a, a mixture. You were worried about, you love Jesus, but you also are worried about your reputation. You're worried about what people will say. And your life is nothing but an endless quest of putting on a performance to make sure that people, oh Jesus, may the Lord kill that lie today in Jesus. So this is what I want us to do. We did this in the earlier service, but you know the Bible says that Adam heard the sound of the Lord and he, he, he ran the opposite direction uh, away from the voice of the Lord. Today, I want us to flip the script. If you're here today and say this word is for me, uh, that's today well, we're going to bury the lie. Hallelujah. And today we're going to come clean. I don't want you to run from God like Adam did. I want us to run to God. I want us to open the altar. And if you say today is me, I want agreement and prayer. Hallelujah. That I can bury this lie. It's been five husbands. I've been bound with a private, uh, private sin that I cover up so beautifully for church. That there's a false narrative that I have done to doctor my past. Doctor my issue. Whatever it is. No more hypocrisy today in the house of God. Hallelujah. Today the lie breaks. Today the hypocrisy gave. Today the mental games. So exhausting breaks. What will people say? Who cares what people say? It's all about what God says. Let's be genuine and true today. Hallelujah. The purpose of God's visitation. In each of our lives. Thus, we live free. Live in the freedom and the liberty that has God has purchased for each one of us through the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says, if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. If you can't remember anything else this morning, God brought you this morning to this place so that you would hear this declaration. Yes, there was a time in our lives when enemy trapped us. All around us, we see, was darkness. But God has come and said, let there be light. And as a result, your life is full of light. Yes, there was bondage, shackles around our feet. But the shackles has been broken because of what Christ has done. So may I remind you once again, as you walk out of this place, the choice is yours. You can walk out with the liberty and the freedom that God has declared over your life. Or walk out believing the lies of the enemy. No, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name that will not happen. I'd rather stick to the good news that God loves me. God has forgiven me.
whatever heaviness there may be in your heart and your spirit may i remind you once again the price has been paid hallelujah you have been set free nothing on earth would cleanse your conscience from the burden and the guilt feeling you have but the blood of jesus wow he makes you clean and clean and clean you will walk out no more pretension you are going to be yourself hallelujah trust him he will show you how to walk what to say what to say he is a good loving father one thing that happened this morning the shackles the chains of lies and accusation have been broken have been broken you are set free give him praise give him praise he is worthy to be praised he is worthy now raise your hands and receive the blessings of the lord the lord bless you the lord shine his face upon you the lord give you grace and strength to remember and remember and remember that god loves you the desire god for your life is to live in liberty to walk in freedom expressing the joy of the lord to yourself and to your community around god bless you with the freedom and the liberty that you have heard today god bless you with joy with confidence so wherever you go say you walk as a child of god loved by your father cared for by your heavenly father God bless you with wisdom. God bless you with understanding. So that as you walk around the coming days and months you would walk with this confidence because of Christ I am free. in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and all of god's people say amen give him praise give him praise give him praise give him praise hallelujah have a nice week walk in the liberty the joy of the holy spirit